Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul Garcia. Welcome back to another episode of the Spurs Cast. On today's episode, I will be joined by Project Spurs Director of Digital Content, Joe Garcia. In this episode, Joe and I will review the moves the Spurs made at the trade deadline on Thursday and what the roster looks like now going forward with the, se- the rest of the season remaining. Let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I think we should be asking how Spurs fans are doing because yes. I think they're a little bit uh, you know, heartbroken right now. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, they lost the veteran players, and maybe you know they didn't make the splashiest of moves, but they got some. As we're gonna go into this, Joe, they got some 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 real draft assets, uh, San Antonio. So Joe, let's go ahead and go. Let's go ahead and recap this week for San Antonio. I'll get your thoughts on the moves that they that they made this week. So the Spurs did participate in three trades on uh this this entire week, this final week of the trade deadline week, and I do want to note that Joe and I are recording this on a Thursday afternoon post deadline. So let's go back to Tuesday. The Spurs acquired former Spur Dwayne Dedman from the Miami Heat for a 2028 second round pick. And um, San Antonio sent the Heat cash considerations. Then on Thursday, this uh, just recently, a few hours ago, the Spurs actually waived Dedman. So Dedman is no longer on the team. Then on Thursday, technically it was late Wednesday evening, uh, Yaka Pertle got traded to Toronto for Kem Birch, a top six protected 2024 first round pick and a 2023 and 2025 second round pick from Toronto. Then uh, we do want to note that Birch has $6.6 million remaining for this season and $6.9 million uh, guaranteed for next season. Then on Thursday, about an hour before the trade deadline ended, uh, Josh Richardson was traded to the New Orleans Pelicans for Devontae Graham and a 2024, 2026, 2028, and 2022 um, second-round pick, uh, second picks, should I say. And this was reported by Jeff McDonald's of the San Antonio Express News because the Spurs haven't um, – uh, uh, at the time that Joe and I are recording this, the, the move has not been made official just yet by the team. Uh, the reason why the Spurs got more than just one pick for Richardson is because Graham has multiple years on his deal. He's making $11.5 million this season. Next season, he's guaranteed for $12.1 million. And then in 24-25, he has two point nine million guaranteed out of uh, 12.6 million so he has multiple years guaranteed so where does the roster stand now the Spurs have 14 players on guaranteed deals and two players on two-way contracts. Uh, we do want to note that that this trade deadline came and went with Doug McDermott still on the team the Spurs do have one open roster spot they actually have a lot of cap space still left they have 25.5 million dollars in cap space this season alone uh, and again, if they don't reach the salary floor, they're about $13.2 million from that number. Then that number is going to get divided amongst the players, and they're going to get a nice check at the end of the year. Um, they project for next offseason to have $46.7 million in max cap space. 
uh, with Graham and Birch now on the roster. And just look at this, what the Spurs came away with here. The Spurs, end up, uh, you know, for, for two players that they were going to lose regardless in free agency, Jakob Perto and Josh Richardson, they end up coming away with one first-round pick and seven second-round picks in this week. Of course, you know, they also added Deadman and then waived him. So, Joe, what are your thoughts on, the, on this week? You mentioned how, you know, Spurs fans might feel. What, what were your thoughts initially? Well, I think it was uh, smart moves on on the part of the team, especially by, you know, Brian Wright. I think a lot of Spurs fans need to kind of tip their hat to him because really at this point in time, you're, you're, you're going ahead and you're trading players that you could realistically lose to free agency. So garnering picks, however, uh, let's say the, the, the number of picks are going to be in question with Spurs fans because they're never going to be happy with the amount of picks that they're getting in return for the assets that the Spurs are, are giving up. But, you know, getting these picks is going to just uh, be great for the team moving forward because they're in a rebuilding phase at this point in time. But having this, I mean, plethora of, of picks at your disposal, you know, this coming draft, you have the 2024, 2026, 2028, 2029, you have two second, uh, two second round picks. I mean, this is all great for, for San Antonio Spurs fans. I mean, the, the Spurs are loaded with picks. And I think one of the things that we can take away from this is the fact that they can either decide to move up in the draft or they wanted to go ahead and maybe make a deal with another team if they feel that there's a, a player that they have to have that's, you know, further up in the draft. Or they can go ahead mm-hmm. and just stand pat and pick up some players and, you know, go ahead and start uh, retooling and, and really uh, getting some players that can help fill roster spots that the Spurs are sorely uh, needing to fill. So either way, I think it was I think it's not sexy by any means, but I think the moves are very smart on this on the part of the Spurs. Exactly. Just the fact that you had two players who could walk away for nothing this summer, Richardson and Pirtle, and you end up coming away with the first that you wanted for Pirtle, and you end up uh, getting all those second round picks. And I, again, I know that they had, you know, these these players that they added, Ken Birch and uh, Graham have, have uh, you know, deals for next season. And yes, it's going to impact the cap space. But I mean, what were they going to do with like 65 million in cap space? You know, no one, there's not a, like a lot of marquee free agents this coming off this coming off season. And plus, even if those players... um we're available, like marquee names. They're not going to come to San Antonio, who's about to, you know, who, who, who a team that's just re, like in the rebuilding phase right now. Now, one great thing is you added was like just the fact that, you know, in future drafts that they do want to move up, they have all these picks they can put in a package, but also, Let's just say they end up getting like Victor Wimbanyama or, or sorry, no, Scoot Henderson, a player like that. And then, you know, a, a year or two from now, they want to add, they may not be able to, to sign a, a free agent in the offseason. Well, then they could actually try to package a star, another star to add to, to that group uh, down the road by packaging some of these picks. So, again, it gives them a lot of flexibility and it just gives them a lot of chances that if they're going to be in this rebuilding phase for multiple years, well, then, hey, you get different, you get different cracks um, at trying to get a, a player to turn into something um, down the road with all these different draft picks. So again, I think that, yes, I think they had a really good week considering that they could have lost these two players for, for nothing and they had all that cap space and they still have a lot of cap space uh, this coming week. They all could right, actually so- even still go after Jakob Portal in free agency if that's what Ex- they yes. supposed yeah. to do. Exactly, because, you know? they, yeah, they're going to have a lot of, you know, just a lot of sp- space here. they don't bring back Bryn Forbes because I saw that they were waving him and you know yes. how... Coach Pop loves him some Bryn Forbes. I'm like, let's bring back Patty Mills instead of Bryn Forbes. That way Patty can finish his career out in the silver and black. That out of today's trade deadline on Thursday, that was my favorite tweet. So what ended up happening was um, I took a picture of, of when it said the Wolves waved Bryn Forbes and I put it on Twitter. I just blasted it, didn't say anything. And then, of course, like the first reaction I get is that one where Pops like has like luggage and he's like running like, you know, in the <laughs> yeah. tunnel. And so somebody tweeted, I retweeted it, of course, and everyone got mad. And I was just like, I was like, yes, this is just so much fun. And Matthew Tynan also made a comment about Bryn Forbes coming back to San Antonio. We were just, yeah, of course, we're all just joking cool. around. But I mean, <laughs> hey, the Spurs are going to have, they have an open roster spot. So again, I, I don't know if it's going to end up being... Uh, 
um, you know, a veteran player like Forbes, or it could be like, I think Gorgie Jang's definitely in play to, to come back because they've re-signed him three times a season. I think they really like him for that locker room. Yeah, how and, many uh, game day contracts can they have the poor well, guy? Playing, well, not, not on him. He can't do anymore. He's already reached his, his max, <laughs> but they can sign him for uh, for the rest of the year if they want to for a full gear, guarantee deal. There's also players like Charles Bassey who they might want to explore, you know, taking out off a two-way contract and putting him on, on the San Antonio roster. So, so there's definitely a lot of moves that they can still, not really trades they can make, but they can definitely um, do some signings with that extra roster spot. And so now, Joe, let's look at what the roster looks like going forward with 27 games left in the season. So uh, a lot of injuries, like we've been seeing night to night, the Spurs are on that 10-game losing streak. And so let's first focus on the guards and the wings. I'm going to just talk about the healthy players for now. Uh, Doug McDermott's still on the team. you got Stanley Johnson. Malachi Branham's been really um, improving, although he had two uh, kind of rough games the last two nights. Um, we don't know exactly know what's going to happen with Devontae Graham. You know, is he going to be part of the rotation? Uh, are, are they going to try to uh, work on a buyout with him? I doubt that's going to happen because he has multiple years left on his deal. And then we know that Vassell's going to come back at some point this season, but right now he's still on that. He's still injured. And then just like on the night tonight. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. An injury report. Kelton Johnson's dealing with something. Trey Jones is dealing with an injury. Romeo Langford and, and Blake Wesley. Uh, it's it's kind of in and out at Austin. And then we look at the forwards and bigs. Uh, we're going to assume that Zach Collins is now the starting center with Jakob Pertl gone uh, since he used to start for Pertl when Pertl was injured. Jeremy Sohan's kind of been dealing with some injuries as well. Uh, you have Kate job still as a veteran player uh charles bassey's kind of been in and out with austin isaiah roby's still on the team and then you got dominic barlow in and out with austin and then also kem birch where will he play in the rotation so what is your just outlook on on this on this roster going forward for these p- final 27 games of the year oh man if i'm being realistic with you uh, it's going to be hard pressed for this team to win more than uh, a handful of games i think as as we start getting getting close to you know the end or the end part of the season. I mean, you still have to go through the 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 rodeo road trip, and then you have the All Star break coming up. Then you're going to have the month of March coming in real real quick here, and then as soon as it starts, it seems like it ends, and then you have the end of the season coming up in April. So, I mean, being realistic, I, I mean, it's okay if the Spurs start getting a little better as far as the younger core, but still losing games. I mean, realistically, if they win eight games here on out it's a win but if they don't it's it's okay spurs fans but looking at cam birch for example he's a body you know the spurs mm-hmm. just got rid of a center in, in yaka portal they need a body to fill a roster position that's what cam birch is going to do and mm-hmm. how many minutes is he realistically going to play i have no idea i don't know if yeah. they're going to wind up going um you know with with somebody else at this point you know <laughs> are they really going to go with zach collins or what are they going to do you know i have no idea at this point i mean it they could get Gorgie Dang, like you said, and then put him in the mix. Are they going to start Collins and have Gorgie come off the bench? Who knows? I really don't know. And, you know, that's the, the I guess, the part that's kind of scary in, in a sense because you see what the Spurs are like without, you know, some of their key players, yeah. especially coming off the bench. You had Josh Richardson and you also had Doug McDermott. Now that you're using you're losing Josh Richardson, um, that bench is going to be, you know, left with a kind of a gaping hole there. So again, the the first unit of the Spurs wasn't something that really jumped out at you, and now with the second unit uh, missing one of their veterans, it's it's time to I think embrace the tank now and, and just come to 
the realization that this team is not going to be that great moving forward. So a lot of losses are coming in, in the Spurs' future. And I will just add, you know, Houston needs to watch out. Who's who's also the worst team in the NBA? Is it uh, who who's who's the number, who's who has the worst slate record? It's in the East. I can't, I can't I remember. It's, who's in there? Or, Orlando. Orlando. Okay, or whoever it is, whoever uh, t- 20, 29 and thirty are. I just know Houston's one of them. They do. Oh, it's Charlotte. Okay, because I remember the Spurs are like just a, a game behind, you know, a, game, a half a game behind them. I'm about to show that on the screen right now. So yes, yeah, so Houston and Charlotte need to watch out because this Spurs team is coming for that number one. Uh, you know, to have the worst record because I mean this is. I mean, just think about this, Joe. I have I have this model that I created, and it's after every game, and I just kind of run the numbers of the players how they perform. Jakob and Josh Richardson were were were, were um, in the top three of best players on Wednesday against the Raptors when the Spurs lost. So again, you just got rid of two of the players right now because this team where, where they're at with these injuries that were actually very productive for the team, and now you're asking them to go out on the on, and and try to win a game when they're on this ten game losing streak. It's going to be tough. You know, going into that Detroit game on Friday, I thought maybe hey, this is when they're going to end that losing streak. But now when you look just on paper, did the Pistons have a better roster is what it looks like at this point uh, from, from where t- t- things are, especially with all the, the injuries yeah. that San Antonio is dealing with. Uh, real quick on Charles Bassey, before we before we um, we move on to the next topic, I do want to note that he has played in 24 games with San Antonio and the maximum he can play is 50 games. And once they get to 50 games, then he has to be converted to an NBA contract or they have to release him from his two-way contract. So again, the Spurs have 27 left, so they could barely squeak this out as long as they don't make him play in every single game. So again, if they want to keep Basti on the two-way contract, as long as he doesn't play every every night with San Antonio in their games, he should be okay making it to the end of the season with, with that max of 50 games. And yeah, we'll kind of see what happens there. And so that's kind of been like the main part of this episode is I just wanted to go over the trades with Joe here and kind of what their their team looks like. And we'll just talk real quick, Joe, about where where they stand because like normal episodes, I revisit the games for the week. So they've yeah. only played two games since the last Spurs cast that I recorded. Uh, they went 0-2, of course, that we're talking about here. So the, the rodeo road trip started on Monday. They were at Chicago. They lost by 24 points. Um, Chicago, they got... Um, the Chicago blew them out um, in the fourth quarter, which is what that should say. The best skit player in the game was Keldon Johnson for San Antonio. Then on Wednesday, they went to Toronto. They lost by 14. Toronto controlled comfortably from late the third quarter on. Again, best player on the court for San Antonio was Keldon Johnson. They should have gone 0-2. They went 0-2. They're still 20th on offense, still 30th on defense, 14-41 um, overall, 14th out west. And again, I think that they can end up falling to 15th out west with uh, against the Rockets. They're on that 10-game losing streak for the second time this season. They're 0-2 on the rodeo road trip. They have the third worst record in the league, but again, they're just a half game ahead of Detroit. It's actually Detroit. Okay, so Detroit needs to watch out, and Houston need to watch out. San Antonio is coming for that. The, the, the odds there, and that's important because, um, like we see here, just the fact that the Spurs have the third worst record, yes, it means they have a fourteen percent chance of the overall number one overall pick, but they could fall to as far back as seventh in in a lottery. And um, you know, if you're the if you have the worst record, the worst you can fall is five. So again, that that's the difference there. Why it's kind of important to end up with just the, the flat out the worst record. Um, and then lastly, uh, I did the draft simulations before recording this, and it took me ten tries to get the Spurs with the number one pick for Victor Wembanyama. So again, that 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 is not you know it's it's not no guarantee that even with having a horrible record this year and being the worst team, you're not there's no guarantee you get you end up getting Victor Wembanyama. What are your thoughts, Joe, on how this team has been performing? I know that now that's going to have a whole new roster going forward. Well, if you want to, uh, you know, just go ahead and copy and paste, you can just go ahead and say that, you know, the Spurs are always going to fall behind in the first quarter. And then some way, somehow, even though they start making a miraculous comeback in the third or make it interesting in the fourth quarter, they all but unravel. So, I mean, it's just copy and paste moving forward every single game. You you kind of know what's going to happen. Um, but regardless of that and looking at those intangibles as far as them losing, you just got to look and see the more more of the growth, as I had stated, even before the season even started. It's about the growth of the younger core. So as yes. long as you can go ahead and see some growth there from some of those younger players, especially, you know, your rookies, 
uh, that's a good thing moving forward. And with, you know, Jakob Portal not going to be there in the starting lineup, and now you're losing uh, Josh Richardson, uh, maybe Coach Pop might uh, go ahead and give some of these younger players some some more run because at this point you got really nothing to lose. And that would excite Spurs fans, even though that they know the season is pretty much a wash. But looking to see some of these younger players get some more playing time would kind of lift the spirits and make things a little bit more uh, palatable moving forward, you know, as as the season starts waning on here. Yeah, I think that's one of the like the concerning things about Devontae Graham getting added to the team is like you don't want I, I feel like you want to see like Malachi Branham continue to get minutes like running the one you get you want to see Blake Wesley get minutes and that's that's the only thing I, I do worry about is like what if like you know because he's a veteran now uh, Devontae Graham what if they, they put him in, in the rotation and, and let him run more backup point guard or even starting point guard with Trey Jones out right now and he's taking away those opportunities from the younger players like like Blake Wesley needs those minutes uh, Malachi Branham and then even in the front court Jeremy Sohan I feel like he's going to get a lot more responsibility whenever he is he is healthy again so again I think you're right Joe that's what you got to look for as far as the positives for, for where this team stands going forward is, you know, what, where, what, what um, progress do those young players get to make it with, with these extra possessions, extra minutes, those kind of things. All right. So thank you to Joe for joining me on this episode of the podcast and also for mixing and producing the episode from all of us at Project Spurs. Stay safe and have a great day. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.